Hi, everybody. Welcome to What the Puck. I'm Jono. That's Lena. I'm out in California. And uh, I'm in Atlanta. Hello? Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Sorry you had to fly solo last week, but you did great. Oh, well, thank you. I would definitely try something that was like raspberry, spicy, whatever, whatever. Oh, would you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I think spicy and sweet is good. Like sweet and sour, sweet and spicy. I love those flavors. Oh. And yeah. I think of fruit as sweet. It was very good. It had a weird aftertaste, but it was very good. Oh, that's very Chicken interesting. Chicken should not have a weird aftertaste. Is this the flavor? It was the sauce, the raspberry, oh, okay. the hot raspberry glaze. You're like, it had an essence of salmonella. Oh. <laughs> well, how have you been? In freaking sane. So there was like just Toy Fair, which apparently <laughs> you think is just a convention. <laughs> it kind of is, though. It's like a bunch of galleries that people walk around in, except imagine if instead of like me walking around and seeing superheroes dressed up, I'm the superhero that's dressed up and I have to like entertain people. Okay. It's kind of like that, except I don't get a cool costume and I have to talk lots of toy specs. Like I basically go, next year we're coming out with the la-da-da and it does blue, blue, blue. And here's a quick demo. This is the packaging and this is how much it costs. And then I like listen to buyers talk about it in front of me while I just stand there going, hmm. That's Toy Fair. Cool. Yeah. So it was regular toy fair stress, but then insane stress. So oh, that's good. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it. You ready? Yes, I'm all set. Okay. So we have three days of training where we're just working on our scripts and yes. memorizing all the deets and stuff. On Sunday, my friend Paula, um, she plays Wendy in in Sean's Peter and Wendy show. Um, she's super sweet. She does okay. a ton of voiceover. She's like five foot one. And her and I are pretty good friends, and we'd been hanging out at orientation. I'm actually going to see her later today. Um, so she emails me, and she's like, hey, so <laughs> there's this job opening up at Mattel. And uh, the guy who's hiring, his name is Brett. He's a friend of mine, and I know Brett too. Okay. Like, I've met him through Sean. Um, and she was like, he basically asked me to do it. But she's got two kids. One of them just started preschool in her neighborhood. Her husband's an actor. She's also an actress. And so, like, infrastructure-wise, there's no way that she would be able to, like, reconfigure her whole life to make that kind of job work. Okay. Um, And she was like, so I'm putting in some names of people who I think could do a good job, and I'd like to put your name in. Do you want to send in a resume and cover letter? This was at, like... 9 p.m. on Sunday. So I'd been at Toy Fair. I get home at like 7.30 or 7 at night um, each day. And so I'd been home for like an hour and a half. And uh, and I get this like thing. And then I read the job and it's insane. It's like head of development for several of the brands in Mattel. Okay. Um, which means like creating the content. So I would essentially be, do you know what a showrunner is? For like... TV and film. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's like, um, so for those who don't know, a showrunner is kind of like the um, associate director. Like if you're thinking of like a theater having like an artistic director um, 
and an associate director who kind of like is top level above the season and shows. That's kind of like being a showrunner for film and television where you are in charge of the writers and directors and casting and production. And like, uh, you're like the tip of the pyramid and then above you is like the network. Right. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that, but it's interesting because it would be for all of the content for those brands. Um, so I was very intrigued. All social media content or all, all of the above. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Including like, like commercials and stuff. Think so? Um, I feel like that might be more marketing department instead of content department. Uh, um, like, I think that would depend on like what type of, because you know sometimes like five minute YouTube videos are kind of like commercials, like with that branded content vibe. Yeah. Um, but I think advertisements would be marketing. Gotcha. Uh, but this would be like YouTube videos, Instagram videos, television shows, uh, and I think movies um but they don't i mean it's you know like how they make like barbie movies yeah um or like uh ever after high doll movies um so i was like well that's insane like i'm never gonna get a job like that um but i worked at my resume anyway and as i was doing it i was like well you know when i really look at it like i've done all the things that this job would need me to do just at different times for different things. And so I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll get an interview. Um, so that's Sunday night. And then Monday I get an email that they want to interview me for the job. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. So this is during toy fair. And just because it's interviewing at Mattel doesn't mean that I get to like skip out on toy fair. Um, because like I still have to be in my gallery and they wanted to interview me on Wednesday, but, uh, that's when the board of directors was walking through the galleries. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I probably can't do Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think my marketer would be pissed. Yeah. Um, conflict if, of interest. Big time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then I had to bump it up to Tuesday. So I sent my resume in on Sunday and then I had to interview on Tuesday and I wrote a really long cover letter, um, just about like my varied experience and what it's like to work with me and, um, my connection to some of these brands. Um, because one of the brands that was under this umbrella is American girl. And I remember like literally crying as a 10 year old when I got my American girl doll Mm -hmm. because I'd wanted one for so long. And my niece, my, my, my sister's first daughter is named after my sister's American girl doll. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were serious about these toys. Yeah. Allison, Um, my sister had a, an American girl doll, but that was before they became, uh, ethnically PC and you know she just had like a little white American girl doll. I know like when when I was reading they, they only had like four or something when I was yeah. <laughs> reading the books um I think it was what was it, it was Samantha Molly Felicity and Kirsten I think I've never knew how to say her name Kirsten Kirsten um and then they did Addie and then like now they have a million yeah yeah I don't even know I like I still need to finish my research and figure out like what they're all is Um, so I go in on Tuesday during my lunch break. Like I literally only have one hour that I'm not supposed to be in my gallery all day from like eight to 6 PM. Mm -hmm. So I have one hour. I change out of my like Fisher price getup and then into an interview outfit. I rush over to the tower. 
Um, I go upstairs, I interview with, uh, my friend Brett and then Alex, who is head of, uh, like the Barbie stuff. Um, so basically she's been doing all of dolls and which includes Barbie and like Barbie generates enough content to where that needs to be its own job. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's what they were doing. They were creating a new position. No one's ever had this position before. Um, and I'd be working, uh, side by side with her. And the interview went great, you know, like uh, it was funny at one point they were like, you're talking toy. And I'm like, it's because I've been working with toys um, for like four years. I mean, granted, only twice a year. (laughs) So like a total of like 12 days or I guess like around 14 days a year. But these are big events for you. Like these are pretty big, like staple highlight temple like events of your year. So, I mean, you're very well acquainted with the with the events and the the property and i've listened i listen really hard um i don't just kind of like clock in and like do my robot dance i listen to what the buyers are saying i listen to what the salesmen and marketing team are saying i try to stay like as in the know as possible um and i ask a lot of questions and so i feel like that's helped me get immersed in that world um but that was all I expected was like, cool, I got an interview. I'm sure there's other producers who are more qualified, whatever, whatever. Um, but Jono, mm-hmm. I got the job. Yay! I love how he's pretending to be excited. I already texted him that I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out. So I start tomorrow. Wow. Okay, so I have so many questions. Okay, go. Is this a structured like eight to five, nine to five job? Yes. It is a nine to five, 40 hours a week, full-time job. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And you said, where is this job located? Like how far do you have to drive? What's the commute like? The commute fucking sucks. Really? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's bad. That's why I have to get up so early when it's toy fair time. I mean, I have to be there at 8 a.m., which is like a little earlier because I don't have to be there until nine for this job. But traffic in LA is horrible anyways. And when you're actually trying to compete with legit rush hour traffic to get somewhere in the morning, um, my commute's like an hour and 15 there and an hour and 15 to two hours back. So I'm looking at probably a little over 10 hours a week just driving. Okay. Well, please don't list out how much you're going to be making. Is it? Oh, girl, I've been telling everybody. I'm so excited. This is no, I'm not going to tell everybody. But no, <laughs> I'll tell you off the air because it's the most money I've ever made for a job ever. Okay, I was going to say, even though it's a longer commute, is it worth it in the end? Where you're going to be making enough money, so where you know, even though you're going to probably have to fill up your car four times as much now, um, is it going to be evened out in the end with the amount of income that you're increased income that you're making? Yes. Excellent. Um, um, I mean, like, yes, yes, yes. Like, he, he, I didn't even ask about paying my interview because I forgot because um, I'm an idiot. And, <laughs> and then when he called and offered, he was like, oh, by the way, it's this much. Is that okay? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I, I wanted to throw up. Uh, Do you get yeah. benefits with this? I will uh, if I don't suck and I don't lose this job. So because they're creating this position at this time – um, it's basically starting out as an hourly position okay. uh, until from now until the end of the year. And then in January, it will become salaried Okay. when they get to kind of restructure everything um, around it. It'll become salaried in January. And I think that's when my benefits kick in. 
I want to ask a lot of those questions on Monday, but I was going to say when it becomes salaried, uh, Sean and I plan on moving to the West side. So I don't have an hour and 15 commute. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so, I'm so excited with the benefits. I mean, that's pretty normal. Say for instance, when I started work here at the County, since it's a government job, you do get benefits with it, but it doesn't start until I think 30 days after you're hired. Uh, And that's normal practice for, for businesses where you won't immediately get your benefits the day that you're hired. There's like a, like a, a grace period grace period yeah so yeah. i mean january is not that far off you're talking what three months um, and it might be a 30-day thing i just i just don't know it would not surprise me if you did if you were already enrolled for benefits because i can't imagine a company as large as this not supplying you the full package from day one except you probably will fall into that grace period where you'll probably get it either 30 to 60 days out i have to at least not suck for 30 days I'm terrified of like showing up and then being like, oh, you don't know how to do anything. I don't know why, but like my imposter syndrome in my brain immediately is like, Lena, you've never been capable of doing anything in your entire life. Well, don't think that way. Don't think that way. However, have you you done research on what is the turnover rate for this company? Are they the type of company that do get a little impulsive and they fire people on a whim? I I feel like because... From what I've seen on the marketing side, I feel like the turnover is high, but more so because a lot of their marketing positions are entry level and people like move up and move on Yeah, very quickly. Um, I know that in my department, the people I'll be working with have been there like less than a year. So I think turnover is high, but I also am not sure if that is a symptom of the company or a symptom of the employment pool you know what I mean like people being like oh okay I'm using this as a stepping stone to this to this to this because that's also very LA yes if most of your co-workers are entry level then it wouldn't surprise me if their positions not yours but their positions are not sustainable you know and you you want to have goals in your life and you want to yeah go up the, the the chain of command and all that stuff and if those positions aren't becoming readily available as much as the positions like the entry-level positions are then of course they're gonna have a higher turnover but that doesn't reflect on the company that's that's just how life is sometimes you know right. and fortunately i think you're coming in at a position if especially if they're creating this position for you then you might have the opportunity to work your way up that that ladder yeah i, w- I want to like looking at the like just Thinking of how this will go, I want to be with this company for at least uh, like years, you know, (laughs) multiple years. What's exciting is that now that I have the job, like I will forever have had this job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, and and so I could, you know, even if it is something where the turnover seems like, oh, okay, I'm going to get pushed out or something like that. I could probably parlay this into an equally opportune position somewhere else which blows my freaking mind because yeah. I feel like I just leapfrogged and they said they wanted someone fresh to this type of work they didn't want someone who'd been working in production for forever um which benefited me greatly <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's great um I think they just want someone who's like not uh doesn't have a lot of convention kind of weighing them down um but like Jesus I'm I'll, I'll have to fly to 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 New York um, cause they have, uh, headquarters in Aurora and Buffalo and I'll have to fly there sometimes to meet with people and go to toy for there and maybe even 
London Toy Fair. And I'll have to fly back and forth to Wisconsin a lot because that's where American Girl is headquartered. And I have to be on wow. set for their shoots. And it's just like, I'll have to do a lot of flying. So I'm going to have to get over my fear of flying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's outstanding. Oh my gosh. Ooh, so yeah. my biggest question is, are you ready for... You had so many questions in, in episodes past where you have asked me about my, my nine to five, eight to five job. And <laughs> how do I get stuff done? How do I do laundry? How, when do I go get groceries? Are you ready for this transition? No, not at all. Every year during Toy Fair, I'm like, how do people do this? <laughs> I'm like, this makes no sense. Like I'm never home and there's so much to do and I don't have any time to do it. But that's also because there's no days off. And it's eight to six versus nine to five. So it's just a little stretch. Like that's like two hours a day, which ends up being an extra 10 hours a week working. Yeah. Um, so that's like the difference between 40 and 60 or 50 hours a week. Um, but I'm not ready. Like I've, I've been telling all my friends, I'm like, okay, just so you know, starting a new full-time job, I'm going to become a weekends only person when it comes to like Pretty doing much. anything or hanging out. Like I, I'm trying to get into that mindset and it will be an adjustment because it's been so long since I've had a full-time job. It's funny. I was telling a friend, uh, at a game night we had the other day, cause I've been using this week in between as like the last week of summer vacation. Yeah, it kind of is that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like went like, it felt like back to school shopping to make sure that I had like the right kind of wardrobe for this kind of job. Oh my God. Um, but I was telling a friend about this and, and her question to me, like, <laughs> It kind of offended me, but also, I guess not, because she hasn't known me that long. She was just literally like, have you ever had a full-time job? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yes, I yeah. I have had, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had several full-time jobs on and off throughout my professional career, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I never had a job with this kind of commute. Yeah, this corporate level type of business. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's going to be the hardest thing is just being in my car that long and, and not being able to do the things that I want to do with that time. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, and, and you'll find time to, to do laundry and to go grocery shopping and shopping and all that stuff because well, Sean does all of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. But like you, you build in those things into your routine as well. Even if that means every single day, I'm going to swing by the grocery store on the way home. You'll, you'll figure it out. And, oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. Start I, I actually can't wait to move, though. Like, we have a lot of friends out here who are kind of pissed that we're thinking about moving. Uh -huh. But uh, the West Side, I, I I hope it's nice. We love our neighborhood right now. So I'm, I'm scared at the idea of, like, going somewhere else and it maybe being a, another crappy neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but I also – I convinced – before all of this happened, I finally convinced my mom – to move to California. Wait, is she? Yes. What? Not right now. Like, because our lease here isn't up until February. But uh, in February, we were going to move anyways. We were going to move to a bigger apartment, probably in Burbank, um, because I convinced my mom to come out and live with us. Finally. I've been trying to get her to do this for like, I don't know, like a year and a half. <laughs> Wait, live in the same apartment or unit or house with you yes okay <laughs> no like live next door no <laughs> well because like the only thing that was keeping mom in georgia um was taking care of her mother and and my grandma passed last fall right 
Um, and so Thea and I both were like, well, we want mom to live close to family. Um, and so I was like, well, she's lived with you a lot. Cause like, I think every time my sister has had a kid, my mom has lived with her for like one to two years. Um, so I was like, so it's my turn. <laughs> um, but we're excited. It's funny. Like when I talk to friends who like don't live in, in, in LA, they're like, wait, do you want this to happen? <laughs> like, it's like this crazy, like you wait, you asked her. <laughs> but then when I talk to my friends in LA, they're like, oh my God, that's going to be so helpful. <laughs> that, yeah, that is going to be very convenient. How does Sean feel oh, about yeah. it? He's excited. He wasn't at first, like, not that he wasn't excited, but he was kind of like skeptical, um, in the idea of like, wait, that's weird. Um, cause also I feel like America has a very Western view when it comes to generations, mm-hmm. you know, where like, we live very separate lives. Um, but I like the idea of like multiple generations in a household, you know? Okay. More um, like, I guess, like, I don't know, like uh, middle America or like Eastern, like where you, your grandparents and parents, everyone's in the same house. Right. Where's the end point though? Uh, were y'all playing on doing things as like Sean, Lena, Edith for the rest of your lives? Or is there I mean, it's, a... a it's, is there a line somewhere where like, <laughs> and then she'll move. <laughs> yeah. Like, or is this going to be like a permanent three person household? It's going to be three's company from here on out. Well, ideally what we'd like is to get a home that has a mother-in-law suite. Okay. So like, those are the kind of like, you have a guest house in the back or you have like a basement apartment with a kitchenette, you know, so you can have like sure. a, a bit of like separation Um, but when we think about like having a kid and we both still want to work a lot, um, having my mother here will save us like at minimum, like probably $5,000 a year, maybe even 10. Yeah. Um, plus she's going to help with the rent so we can then get a bigger place. Like, it's funny, just me and Sean, we, I mean, now I have a new job, but before when we were first thinking about this and that's when we asked her to come live with us, um, Sean and I together could not afford a two bedroom apartment. Mm. But with my mom coming in and what she's going to be able to contribute, we can afford a three bedroom apartment. Okay. So that was the, the original logic was, okay, childcare is really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I've never had a kid and I'd like someone who knows how to do that <laughs> around. Cause like, most people live close enough to family to drive to family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If and, it's, it's free, take yeah, care. <laughs> exactly. Like most people like live within a few hours probably of their family or even in the same town. And like not having that resource is incredibly challenging. Um, but I, you know, I'm not going to ask my mom to like move to Burbank and then like live somewhere else because it's way too expensive. Plus, mom and I, like, we get along. I mean, we fight a lot. (laughs) It's funny. Like, we get along really well and we fight a lot. But we understand our fights. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, Um, Cut to your mom getting out there and she becomes, like, the next hot actress that, like, gets out there. She gets her SAG card. Her career is, like, (laughs) taking off. She's already said she's, like, she was saying, she's, like, the ladies at work said that I have a good voice for movie. (laughs) And then she, she's like, Lena, I don't understand why this is so hard. This yeah, you, so- you you were talking about this like it was challenging. I do already. I'm like, I want to get you some 
voiceover classes. Because like one of the things that I'm in charge of at this new job at Mattel is writing staff and casting. Okay. And I'm like, well, you know, if you've got a great voiceover reel, I could get you work. Yeah, yeah. Now, and I'll get to write any of the episodes that I want to for whatever I'm working on, which will be cool. That is awesome. Do yeah. you think this can open up opportunities for you as an actress? Um, yes. Not, not necessarily- I, I mean, I'll be able to cast myself if I want to and if I have the time. Okay. But I just need to like – I mean, my brain – I, it's like when I write, when I write uh, movies or, or, or pilots – Sometimes I'll write with the intention of like, oh, I'm writing this role for myself, right? Okay. And then there almost always comes a point where I'm like, this would be better without that character. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm the worst at icing myself out of a project for the sake of the project. So sure, we'll see how often, if ever, I take advantage of like, oh, I get to cast myself. I need to like force myself to do it i have a lot of that that control myself in in the position that i have but it's it, yeah it, it, it's also kind of like who is this for why is it for this and there's there's a right time and a right place for that kind of stuff um once right. you accept a, a full-time job and um you don't want to use that card very often but often. when you do you definitely want to do it like on on projects that are the most you're the most passionate about and that mean a lot so um what a great opportunity, though. Like, I think this could open up a lot of doors, you know, for you and, and right time, right place. It would be great. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to give it some time before, like, I say anything online. I, I mean, I'm saying it on here, which is fine. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I say lots of things on here that I would never post on Facebook. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to take some time or maybe not even really ever mention it because, like, I do have a lot of good friends who I'm going to be looking to, to, like, like just keeping like keeping an eye out for like opportunities and stuff. But what I don't want is for like the floodgates to like break down and all of a sudden all these people who would never have given me the time of day are like busting down my message box. It could allow many opportunities for many friends and it could also allow, you know, opportunities for, for nepotism as well. Um, which it's, it's kind of like a fine line in, in our, in our art because we trust and we know our friends and we know that. I mean, hundred percent. I'm probably going to hire Sean for as many writing gigs as I can. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And the best piece of advice that I ever received was you will know who your friends are when this opportunity comes up because people will come out of the woodwork and they'll probably be like, let me take you out to lunch, Lena. Let me go. Let, I'll, I'll, let's get coffee one day. And, and, and mm-hmm. it's just, you'll know who your true friends are in this type of situation. I have a friend who I will leave unnamed, um, who I'm like this close to blocking on uh, the socials because she has this horrible habit. Is it? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to explain yourself. (laughs) No, 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 no. it's 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 a friend that like it's an LA friend that y'all don't know. Um but she she's written on two like popular television shows and uh she like frequently will come into like Facebook and be like, "Hey, here's some tips about like your writing packet or like here's some do's and don'ts." And if anyone needs any advice, hit me up. blah 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 blah. blah. Like it's constantly like baiting people to like reach out to her for her wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same freaking time, bitches about it. 
and it drives me insane. Like not, I would say not even like four years ago, maybe even just three years ago, she was just on the grind, like all of us, like doing her sketch shows and um, like begging people to come watch her at comedy clubs around Los Angeles. And now she'll literally be like, ew, if I get one more email of someone inviting me to their show, I'm going to have to change my email address. Ew. Stop. You didn't write this email to me personally. You're sending out a mass email to people to come see your show. And it's so rude. Ew. Like she just goes on and on and on where she's like, if one more person asks me to get coffee and pick my brain and like is so patronizing. And I'm like, girl, your career has not been that long. Like it's, it's way too soon for you to get so, so elitist and pretentious about this shit. Like I was getting your mass emails like just a couple years ago. It's what we have to do. That's, and if it's that big yeah. a deal, just delete it. Like the way that she rants on Facebook about like people who aren't in the strong position that she's in trying to make it drives me insane. Ugh. So I don't want to like get into that kind of a spot where like – I'm both asking for attention and like complaining about attention at the same time. Right. Uh, but congratulations on your new job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Here's hoping that it, it works. I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious to see how tomorrow goes. I hope it's not like thrown into the deep end where they're like, okay, cool. So what's your pitch for the first show for this doll brand and, and, I hope you have your budget ready. And I'm like, uh, sorry, what? But it, it might be good things to have in the back of your mind, not necessarily put down in note form, but just bring your ideas to the table. I have, yeah, I have the ideas ready. The numbers is what I'm most nervous about. But I think there's a line producer who's in, who's in charge of all that. Like, I think there's like a numbers person. I well, hope surely these are big name toy companies. So surely they have like their own finance department that will give you a budget. And then you just have to stay within the confines stay within of it, that. Yeah. Because I could totally see someone being like, all right, so we're going to do a three-day shoot at Mabel Studios. How much do you think that's going to cost? And I'll be like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but just know. remember, everything is a line item. Every, for companies like this, you can't just throw out a number. It has to – that number has to come with a bunch of other numbers as to why did you come up with that number? I know. That's why I'm nervous. <laughs> Because, like, I, I, I've started researching just generally, like, little things. Like, how long does the average edit take on different – because we do animation, stop motion, and live action. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, so I need to know, like, per minute on the screen, what's an estimate of how long that edit took. I, at least I think I need to know that. That's the thing. Like, I'm not exactly sure what – I will directly be in charge of. Well, I think I might just be in charge of the creative, which would be great. Well, and it also sounds like you need a couple of weeks at this job to figure out. Because, it, it, I mean, how are you to know any of this stuff if you've never worked with these companies before? Right. So how are you to know what how long an edit takes? You, you tell me, guys. You know? Yeah, how um, long do you normally take? You can frame it in a way of, from my experience working on web series or this or that, it usually took this long. But I don't know what y'all do over here. I'll be happy. Right. You know, we can we can try different ways out to save the most bang for our buck. You got this. You got this. And do me a favor and do not be up in your head as to like, oh, I hope they don't like me or I or I I I, I not I hope they don't like me. But I just don't want to get fired the first week. No, no, don't even think about that. In a lot of cases, 
companies don't want to fire people because that is so much more paperwork on their end and that is such a pain in the ass to go through with hr and stuff so in many ways they will do whatever they can to not fire you in short of like stealing money from a company or doing something like unethical unethical yeah like i'm gonna take a county vehicle and run it into a building they might even then, not fire me. They might just drug <laughs> test me. You know? so, so, like, send you to like a vacation. Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is a pain in the ass, and it does not look good if they fire people because then unemployment and all that other bullshit. You know, so don't don't be up in your head about whether they're gonna like you or not. Just do the best work that you can. Meet them in the middle from where you were coming from. That's such good advice. I'm so glad we're recording this before I get into this week. No, and if you have any questions, uh, even throughout the course of the week, even though mm-hmm. you and I are on, I, I think, it, it's very similar jobs because it's corporate Yeah, America. I was just thinking that. I was like, I feel like they're very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. And even so, like, I, I am in a creative position and so are you. So just hit me up with any questions that you have over the course of the next couple of days. And I'll be happy to kind of give you a good framing device of over here working for the government. We do this because of this, or they're asking this because of this. So you need to provide them with this answer. Just hit me up. You know, I'll, I'll be, I'll help you out in, in any way I can. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, yay. I want to see if I can maybe figure out like a good sounding, recording setup in my car oh yeah because if i can then that would be a great thing for me to do in the mornings <laughs> yeah no absolutely um yeah. do you get your own office i don't know i i think i get an office or a desk i mean i know i get a desk but it might be in a bullpen style thing you- i'm not sure I had to quit a bunch of shit, though, to get this started. I had to quit Stitch Fix, which was a bummer. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, I have to get going because we have a performance this afternoon. The local high school <laughs> is doing um, their song, their uh, beginning of the year song and dance show. It's not really a musical. It's just a musical review. Cute. It's is this that great. high school that's really, really good? Yeah, they're fierce. <laughs> Ooh, put some uh, Instagram videos up so I can see. Okay. Do some um, stories. Yeah. And uh, I don't really feel like I need to update anybody on what's going on with my life because they heard all about it two weeks ago. Um, that <laughs> Nothing new has been going on. I've just been working my butt off. Um, I will say that I, I don't know if you remember last year when I was selected to be an adjudicator for the Georgia Theater Conference. Yeah. I had to see like, eight, like A six, 16 shows. or 18 shows in two days. It was pretty intense. Yeah. They asked me to come back this year. Uh, Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's in two weeks. uh, Less than two weeks at this point. Ooh, Um, cool. And uh, I'm going to see about 16 to 18 shows in two days and talk to high schoolers and give them feedback. And um, it was just, it's it's the most fun gig that I have all year round. It's becoming a gig that I'm really looking forward to like each year. Just, I don't know, it gets me out of here and it's something different and I get to kind of lend my knowledge and, and... help kids and see them kind of grow over the course of the next couple of years. And it's just, and it also so like fun. ignites that fire again where you're like, Oh, theater. Yeah. Yeah. And see shows that I haven't seen before and kind Hopefully. of get my honest feedback. And yeah. Well then, yeah. Our next one will be much more back to like our 50, <laughs> 50. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I definitely wanted to catch up and, and, and grill you on, on all of this good shit that's happening in your life. Um, yeah. 
have a great day. Have a great week and good luck. Text me. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Me, uh, I'll text you. Or, let you know. Yeah, let me know how how you how you think. And you got this. This is amazing. They picked you for a reason. So Ooh, I hope walk so. in thinking that. <laughs> yeah, walk in cocky. Yep, it's confidence, not cockiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself when I just feel like being an <laughs> asshole. It's confidence, y'all. It's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Puck? You can catch us every other Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook at Pucking Podcast. You can email us any of your thoughts or questions at puckingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Lena on Instagram at Lena Nicole DL and on Twitter at Lena underscore Deloach. And you can follow me on my other podcast, The Sagas Podcast. My Instagram and Twitter handle is I am John O. Davis. We'll see you in two weeks. Woof, da. <laughs>